You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. The fall sports season is here, and Midco SN is all over it this year with live college and high school football, volleyball, and soccer from around the region, plus the return of the area's best high school football show, Varsity Sports Live, on Friday nights at 10.30, and Midco Sports Tonight, daily at 6.30. Midco Sports Network, this is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome once again to another edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast, Episode 8. Recording this on a Monday morning, September the 24th, the second official day of fall. A jacket-type day out there for everybody in the Grand Forks area. I'm Alex Seinert alongside Director of Athletics Bill Shaves, producer David Folsky back in the saddle. A busy weekend around the campus of the University of North Dakota. A lot of stuff going on that we just came off of. Bill. Yeah, that was a busy, busy week. Uh, great to have David back. Back the the band's back together this week. Uh, already eight, eight podcasts in, and uh, you mark time. It goes fast, doesn't it? I mean, we're already two months into this thing. Um, yeah, it was great, great week. Uh, it, it, a lot of buzz, uh, a lot of alums back on campus, and it, it, just so many events going on. And uh, I just thought there was just a great, um, great vibe on campus. So it was just, it was fun to uh, be at my first homecoming at, at UND, and then uh, a number of uh, events. I uh, went to the Sioux Awards on Thursday night. We had our Hall of Fame on Friday night, and then of course all the all the things that happened on Saturday, uh, and then you know, finish it up with the with the game. And so uh, uh, it was just it was fantastic. I know softball played yesterday too. So there's just a, a variety of things. I know our staff was going 100 miles an hour in a lot of different directions, and they all did a great job. What were some of the highlights for you for your first homecoming, Hall of Fame, Potato Bowl, <laughs> Sioux Awards weekend? All of it. Right? We threw it all together just I just know. to make it easy for you. I know, and and. And help me in the first uh, thirty plus years, I think the fish fr- or the French fry, French fry feed got, got got postponed and tough day. It, tough day it, great decision. <laughs> oh, it would have been miserable. I, I mean, I, that's what I'll say. University I, Park would have been a mess yeah. after that if they would have tried to press no, on. I mean, it, 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 so who's who's undefeated? Um, forever mother nature (laughs) and father time time. right those those are the two right those are the two and uh that was a just a smart decision but uh you know we had a booster luncheon as well on that friday and yeah it just uh you know the hall of fame is is always awesome because you just you get to look back and, and people get to reflect but i i it's hard for me to to decide between the two because the Sioux awards were so great too it's almost kind of that's a university wide if you will hall of fame you know it's the highest award that you can receive at the university and to to see those individuals uh you know be inducted or, or just uh, or be awarded uh, and presented it was just uh you know inspiring i guess that's the word you'd use it's incredibly inspiring and it's the reasons why we do what we do and we're lucky enough to do what we do based Based on some of the uh, you know former folks that have come before us, both institutionally and from an athletic standpoint. Yeah, a lot of big names around campus this weekend. Phil Jackson coming back to receive a Sioux Award on Thursday. Dean Blaze in the house for Hall of Fame, along with the 2000 men's hockey team that won a national championship. And Philip Moore, Hall, Hall of Fame type guys a part, that were inducted into the UND Athletics Hall of Fame. I heard some great stories from Val Sussex, who was kind of hanging out with Phil a little bit on Thursday, Val, in in our uh, our fundraising arm of, of athletics, and she mentioned just how how nice of a guy, how normal of a guy that he is, even though he's won 11 NBA championships. Just a guy that remembers life or 12, excuse me, 12 NBA championships. Sorry, three repeats, right, Phil? Yep, yep. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, right. Two as a player, and then uh, three. or 11. I apologize. Right, I was right, I was right. right the first 11. Time. Two at two as a player, and then uh, right six and three. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, no, he, uh, he was great. I was able to spend a little bit of time with him and it was, you know, you just know why he's really good at what he does. And, um, you know, it just, uh, I think, I think coaches to some degree, you know, fans are fans for a reason, right? And and I'm a fan too of of other sports. And um, but to be able to get the best players to play together, so to speak, he just had an incredible talent to be able to do that. And and then to win championships because it's it's never easy. It's never easy to win a game. I know we're gonna get into that a little bit, but 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 never mind making runs. And and even during those time frames with the, with the Michael Jordan era and then uh, to try to get probably Kobe and Shaq on the same page to win uh, uh, championships, incredibly difficult. I mean, no one did it really prior to, to him in those scenarios, and he was able to figure out how to get it done. One of the cool things from my perspective from this weekend, talking with some of the guys at the Hall of Fame banquet from the Men's National Championship team of 2000 and then talking with Philip Moore the next day at the football game, you know, when you talk about the interview these guys and ask them, well, you know, what do you remember from your playing days or what kind of stands out? Give me a memory, that type of stuff. They always talk about relationships. Like it's typically never about a specific play or a game. It's about the, the goofy thing that happened in the locker room or the way that this particular teammate set this other guy up for this great joke. And this, like there's th- those are the types of things that really matter. And I think that's what's so neat when you see these guys who are being inducted for their prowess on the field or on the ice into this Hall of Fame, it's more of they remember the guys they played with that got them there no and, doubt. and the girls they played with on yeah. the played alongside. That's what's really cool. I and think, I think you know, in all of our careers, it, it, it's about the relationships. You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to forget a lot of things that, that went on on a day-to-day basis, but, but the, those relationships that you formed and kind of had the ability to um, bond together and, and do whatever you're doing is, is just kind of a neat deal. Now, I think it's a little bit different uh, for sure when you're keeping score and there's there's actually games and those types of things and those guys will always uh, remember that but I thought what was interesting in hearing a lot of those guys come up and talk and then talk to them afterwards a bit and then uh, on Saturday was on paper that team really probably they didn't think they were going to potentially win a national title and that's why you play the season. That's why, you know, you just never know what's going to happen during, during a year. And when you're in it, you just know you got to go to the next week or to the next game. And you just got to try to find a way to keep getting better. And, uh, and those guys seem to figure that out. It was kind of cool how they mentioned that Wisconsin series. And, yeah. and that, that was kind of the, if they, if they're reflecting back, it seems like they're all going back to those two games and that, that it kind of it reset them. Yeah, a turning point. Them, didn't it? Yeah, for sure. In the middle of January, yeah, they kind of kind of interesting. Didn't play very well against the Badgers, and that was kind of a springboard for them to carry on and yeah. have this great run to the end of the year. And like you said, this was a team that was supposed to be. Dean Blaze even said this was a rebuilding year for us. We had graduated a lot of guys. They had 13 freshmen in that 2000 99 2000 championship team. But it just goes to show that collective was just right, and they got on the right track and, and gelled so well together. No doubt, no doubt. And, and you know, then when you win as a freshman, sometimes you think, oh, well, this is what we do. <laughs> this is easy. You know, yeah. And so it just, it, I don't know. It, it just was, uh, it was neat to see. I know that they were, uh, they were certainly appreciative of, of the award. And, and to have Coach Blaze go in, obviously, with, uh, with them uh, was, was uh, appropriate. And, uh, you know, our, our staff did such a wonderful job with it. And, you know, kudos to, to, to Val and her team and, you know, everyone that put it on on a kind of alumni foundation end. And then 
everyone that did what they did on 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 the athletic end and so uh those are just great great nights and uh already looking forward to next year yeah a lot of great memories relived over this past weekend and no doubt there was an opportunity to make some more on saturday again the football game was sort of rolling along as if we were going to have this great grandstand finish much like the week before north dakota and idaho state going back and forth really a, a kind of a bizarre game two very different halves of football from a, a track meet in the first 30 minutes to a grind it out just every little play sort of having huge impact on what the contest ended up being but in the end North Dakota unable to, to get over the line this time like they did last week in Sam Houston a tough 25-21 win or 25-21 win for the Bengals of Idaho State what were your impressions of the game on Saturday? Yeah you know I obviously you know you're disappointed right I mean uh, you play th- this particular uh, sport you play once a week and so you invest everything into those three hours and I know our fans were you know excited and they were they were invested and you know I, I'll say this it, it if it didn't hurt leaving there then you're probably not human and you know that's kind of the reasons why we do these things too because it is painful and it was painful I think it was painful for everyone I can tell you who it was most painful for is our locker room that's who it's really painful for and you know it's going to be you know, it'll be a tough week. It probably was a tough couple of days. It's going to be a tough week. And then you have to try to get back on the beam and go down to Greeley. And, you know, that's how seasons happen. They evolve. And, you know, a play here, a play there. I mean, you know, you think about it, just it's amazing how momentum can change, too. You know, I, I just happened to be in the corner of the end zone when, when unfortunately, we had the fumble going into the uh, end zone. And, you know, instead of 21-6, uh, you know, three, four plays later, it's 14-13. And so it, it just – that's how quick it can change. And uh, I, last thing I'll say is I, I mentioned to my son that, you know, w- when we moved here, we'd try to check some things off, but uh, it, off checklists. And we'd never gone to an NFL game, so we, we get up early yesterday morning and we went to the Vikings game (laughs) and um here's what I'll say to you that's the reason why you play games you mean you don't play them on paper you don't play them in Vegas you play them on uh, you you actually have to play the game and even in that game which was what the first time in 23 years I think the the largest spread or whatever it was but the reality of it is even on the first drive they they actually sack they sack um the bills, right? And uh, it, 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 but get called for the penalty. And from there on, it, they just kept, you know, obviously without, if that changes, if that doesn't happen now, it happened, but it, but if it doesn't, the complexion of the game changes dramatically. And it's just amazing. I just, I was in shock watching it. You know, I mean, I'm a Steeler fan. I, I mean, think, I, yeah, yeah. We, we all were in shock. I think how yesterday. could you not? The bills are the worst team in the league. And, but, but maybe they're not, maybe they're not. They but were maybe, up until but maybe yesterday. they're not. Yep, exactly. And so all that I, I'm saying, you know, I gave Idaho State a whole lot of credit. They fought. That's a different outfit. I, I you know, I've been in uh, the Big Sky for a lot of years, and I just thought that they came in and um, they they did a really good job hanging in. And you know, sometimes that's what you have to do on the road. And uh, you know, they found a way. So you credit you credit your opposition, but you know, we've got things to work on, and now we've got to go figure it out on the road again. Yeah, it's a Bengal team with a second-year head coach that has instilled some confidence in them. And they were four and four last year until they played a really tough stretch and finished four and seven. They weren't picked to finish very high by the coaches and the media, but at the same time, it's a different season and a different team. And that team on when you when you watch them play. 
it looked like one of the best teams in the league the way that with the weapons that ISU has and the way their defense stepped up in the second half. And again, North Dakota had chances to win that football game. Yep. We talk about these games really do come down to just a couple of moments. If the exchange between Nate Ketteringham and Brady Oliveira is clean, you never you know. You're up by three scores. It's not, and all of a sudden it's close. At the very end, too, there were a couple of plays. North Dakota had driven inside the 20-yard line, a couple of penalties and a sack, and pretty soon you're punting instead of going yep. in for a touchdown. You know, like you said, it's, it's going to be one that they'll have to regroup a little bit from. And it it's never easy then to have to go on the road right after that, and that is the next test of road trip to, to a team that is going to be very hungry, an 0-4 UNC team in northern Colorado that is coming off a very close loss to a Weber State team that's ranked in the top 10. That was a 28-28 football game into the third quarter before Weber kind of opened it up a little bit in the end. So it, it it's, a, it's a one of those times, one of those weeks where you, you talk about the men's hockey team having to have a – a turnaround and a chance to springboard after a tough weekend. This could be a similar type of a moment. It's one of those crossroads moments in the season. Even though it's only week four, you get those opportunities early and often when you only have eleven games. To That's play. right, you do. And uh, you know, and 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 UNC have they've been right on the cusp, and and they've just not been able to knock the door down. And so, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, and we've got to clean up some of the things that we need to clean up. But uh, you know, I I I feel like this team. Uh, can win on the road and can win at home. So, so at the end of the day, it really ends up becoming about us and, and how we kind of take what transpired and, and, and hopefully grow from it. So, uh, you know, I know the coaches will, will do that this week and, uh, you know, have, hopefully have a great, great uh, game on uh, Saturday. I think it's kickoff noon here. I want to see or one o'clock, one, one o'clock, one o'clock, yep. noon, noon, noon there, noon, yep. mountain, one, o'clock one o'clock here. here. Yep. Got it. Um, yeah, if you want to take some positives away from the, the defeat against Idaho State, I mean, the first half, the offense looked fantastic. And the second half, the, the defense looked I know. great. It's just a matter of getting that those two weird. things that, together. Wasn't yeah. that weird? Oh, well, both on the same side, same really. Side. Yep, I, I sure. mean, for what they did. I mean, for the longest time, it was just 0-0, zero, zero, I mean, in the second half. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, adjustments occur at halftime, and I think both both uh, uh, both defenses kind of figured some things out. And uh you know, then it comes down to a big play here and there, and uh, you know we're uh, we're just gonna get to a point now where uh, you know we just got to keep growing as 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 a team for this year, and uh, you know it's still out in front of us. It will continue to be out in front of us. So uh, uh, we're excited about uh, Saturday for sure. Yeah, one more game before a, a bye week, a chance for UND to get a little bit yeah. healthy. Guys, guys are fairly healthy at this point in the year. A couple couple guys that mm-hmm. are banged up though. That bye is gonna be. Really, really important for this team, and hopefully coming off it off a victory over the UNC. Bears yeah, always, always buys always come at a great week. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> what when it is. It really, it always doesn't. What always is kind of interesting to me is it always it feels like um, it feels like a month off. You know, I mean, it's just it's crazy how a week can just uh, uh, refresh a team. So, you know, but there's work to be done this week. Yeah, two and two right now for the football team. Volleyball now nine and eight after opening mm-hmm. up Big Sky or Big Sky, excuse me. Not anymore. Opening up Summit okay. League play this past weekend. You're allowed one. Yeah, I'll take one this time. That's okay. Uh, five set win over Western Illinois on the road. And then it's a tough loss to a very good Purdue Fort Wayne team on Sunday on the road. Um, it, it's it's here. I mean, I think we've talked about the yeah. Summit League for a long, long time. These are kind of the first four A's, the volleyball, the first team really getting into the meat of what is a conference that I think UND fans will, again, Western Illinois went, Purdue, Fort Wayne, these are new names that we're going to be getting very used to over the next couple seasons. Met with Coach Pryor this morning, uh, and he, uh, you know, he said that, uh, um, you know, it was, a, it was a good trip. I mean, the split's fine. Uh, he thought Fort Wayne's a pretty good team. Uh, and so, 
you know, it'll be interesting when they come back here in Grand Forks. But, um, yeah, I, you, you know, I think he's trying to kind of learn it as well as is our team. And so we've got a lot of new faces. So for them, it's just this is what we do. Yeah. And uh, But for everybody else, we kind of have to figure it out. They'll get a chance to see some familiar faces at home this yes. week. This is a long time coming, I think. Fans love watching this team play, and they get three opportunities this week. A big game against North Dakota State on Wednesday. Typically, get the, get there early because that will fill up. The mm-hmm. betting will be sold out more often than not. That's usually over 3,000-plus inside the building for NDSU North Dakota. That's also a game you can watch live on Midco SN. So if you don't get early enough and you don't get a ticket, go back home and <laughs> turn on the TV. Uh, Wednesday at 7, North Dakota State. Friday at 7 against Oral Roberts, who's, again, one of the better teams in the league. And then Saturday at 4 o'clock against South Dakota State. So a lot of opportunities to see this volleyball team really for the first time in a long time in person. Yeah, and with uh, with the fact that football kind of works out, right? I mean, as far as the, the game yeah, time. So you can kind of come over here at four o'clock. So, so, you know, that worked out, you know, excellent for us. And so, uh, yeah, we're in it now in the summit. So uh, you got three home matches and, uh, you know, you got to try to protect home court. That's, uh, you know, that's the name of the game. And I know we've been incredibly uh, uh, good on our home court and a lot of it has to do with our fans. So uh, look forward to having a lot of fans in the betting. Interesting that these three opponents coming up or the three winless teams right now, obviously very early in the conference season, but all three went 0-2 this past weekend in conference play, of course, playing against the upper echelon That's of right. the league, which sort of, where, where, you know, you see the reason for that, why they yes. were going to, but uh, really good stuff coming up. Fun again, a young team that has a ton of talent and is always fun to watch, and we expect good atmospheres coming up this week at the Betty for those three matches Should be great. for Mark Pryor and company. Soccer, another non-conference test before they start Summit League play, a one nothing defeat on Friday against Portland. That's a Portland team, though. We've talked about this in, in weeks previous. Two-time NCAA champion, I think 21 NCAA tournament appearances, always one of the better teams out West. And UND was was there toe-to-toe, same amount of shots on target. Actually, UND had more shots on target, 6-4, to four, I think, in terms of shots on frame. Same number of attempts, just one goal, the difference in this one. And it's tough when you come on the losing end, but I think Chris Logan mentioned he feels like this team gained confidence even though it was defeat. Yeah, you know, and uh, we, we uh, as part of a lot of the uh, – things we did during this past week we had a meeting on saturday morning with our women's athletic council and it's it's a group of accomplished uh, former student athletes here that kind of help us through the you know um mentoring our, 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 our student athletes, among other things. So, but we had all of our uh, women's coaches there and, and Chris was there and he, and he spoke about the match and he really was, you know, he really thought we could have, um, as we like to say, get a result of some sort. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't put, couldn't put it in. And, uh, but at the end of the day, um, holding them to a goal and still, I think after now, um, you know, I think it's nine matches. So I mean, we've only what conceded two goals, and so that's that's pretty amazing. So, you know, I think we learned a little bit about ourselves, and uh, so we'll see what transpires. You know, as we now head into uh, conference play, but you know, you go in there certainly with a pretty good uh, pretty good confidence level, anyways. But it, it's going to all come down to. Uh, you know, who scores first, all that type of stuff, but going to uh, Oral Roberts uh, on Sunday at 1 o'clock, and so uh, it, it all begins. Yeah, it's a good test. Again, an Oral Roberts team that typically is one of the final four in the Summit League makes it to the tournament almost every season. And to go down to Tulsa, 
that'll be that'll be a change, especially when it's 50, <laughs> 50 degrees right. for a high up That's here. Right. I, I don't imagine it will be that for a high down at Oral Roberts. No, but, probably not, but it, it should be good. Good test for us. Yeah, and soccer, again, has, has tested themselves in tough conditions all season, being down in the deep south a couple of times. So That's good right. match for them coming up again. 6-2-1, and one, by the way, the best non-conference record for UND in the D1 era. Best record, I think, since 2004 overall to start a season. And Olivia Swenson, you mentioned, again, only two goals allowed all season. She was number one going into the weekend in terms of goals against and save. I just, it's it, they've really got a good thing going. So take advantage of seeing that team when they get back to town in a couple of weeks to start off Summit League play at home. Uh, college football in general, it was an interesting weekend around mm-hmm. the FCS. And it, it, I think people up here were curious, how would Sam Houston State do against a good Nichols State team? Again, when you, when you beat a team, you sort of want to see that team continue to do well. And they didn't this week. Sam Houston, a 27-7 defeat to a good Nichols State team who was no number doubt. eight team in the country. No doubt. Do you read much into those types of results when you see the teams that you have success against then struggle? I don't know. I, you know, I think it's a little different because Sam had to go on the road. True. That was their first road game, and it was bad weather. They had a, it was a they rainstorm delayed, right down for there. a long yeah. period of time. And I, you know, sometimes that can play. Every game is just again based on those dynamics, not knowing how that was going to play out. And they're pretty much a, a throwing team. I mean, now, I don't know. I, I didn't see the game, so I don't know if that affected them or not. But um, I don't know. I You know, I think early on in the year, I think I've, I've kind of come to grips with this. Early on in the year, it's completely about you. You know, how are you doing as a program? Are you progressing week to week? Are you are you kind of getting better in certain areas you need to get better on? Obviously, you, you want to win games, right? You win games, and if you do, you know, beat those teams, you like them to, to go ahead and keep an eye on that and see how they'd, they've done. Other than that, though, I think it's really when you get to week 7, 8, 9, 10 is really when me personally, I start kind of looking and scoreboard watching. I thumb through the scores for sure. I mean, some of them are interesting, um, but – I never know at the you only know at the end who the teams are really that are really pretty good right now and sometimes just because they weren't there last year or the year before doesn't mean that they're not a a, a good to great team. So all that to be said, yeah, that was surprising but not necessarily because Nichols right. went on the they're road to beat Kansas. Yeah, yeah no question. Sure. 100%. Um the rest of UND's opponents this past week. If you look at future opponents, some teams had success, some teams did not. I think everybody looks at the rest of their conference, non-conference schedule and see that it is going to be difficult. Northern Colorado obviously got beat to a good Weber State team. Montana got back in the win column over Sac State. Those are two teams UND will play right after the bye. And then Northern Arizona, who we get at the very end of the season, had a eight-point win over Southern Utah. Uh, three teams right now, excuse me, five teams right now in the big sky at three and one. Eastern Montana, Montana State, UC Davis, who looks to be the real deal this year, and Weber State. And UND only gets two of those. Yeah. So if you're looking glass half full, yeah, you know. Yeah. But again, very early, awfully, awfully early in the season to be making big, big, grand statements about no. the strength of schedule. And yeah. What's to come. I, and I think what you're going to see, you know, there's some things that, you know, if we can get a little bit more effective and efficient on, um, you know, gives us a chance uh, because there's certain things that we do very, very well. Um, you know, for, certainly from a defensive standpoint, we 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 get teams off the field on third down. We did, do a good job with that. You know, I think when we marry the two. Right, we've seen some some effective offense. We've seen some effective defense. We just have to marry them all together, and obviously that's the trick, and that's what the coaches uh, certainly get paid to do. So uh, um, we'll see what happens. But like I said, I I think 
think, you know, it's always, when you go to Nottingham Field, it's always, uh, it, you know, they, they find a way to um, always keep it tight. And uh, um, I expect that again this week. But, uh, but I, I know our guys are probably got a little uh, a bad, sour taste in their mouth right now. Yeah. The other big eye-opening result around the FCS this weekend, Illinois State, who's obviously a, traditionally a very good team in the Missouri Valley, really beating up on Colorado State. 35-19 was the final, but that game really wasn't even that close. Kind of a statement win for the Missouri Valley Football Conference, who seems to do this every year over FBS teams. Yeah, I don't know much about Colorado State. I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't. Um, and so I, I think what ends up happening to some degree, and I think a Illinois State, a UND, an NDSU, an SDSU, I just think what happens is there are certain times you play FBS schools, and the line play, you couldn't tell the difference. In fact, I'll go one step further. My guess is Illinois State probably did pretty well on the lines. And with that, they have their way, so to speak. And I, I was look, kind of tracking that score. That was not close, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think that was at least a multiple score game most of the day. Most of the time. Yeah, yep. most of the time. And they ran all over. I think that you mentioned the line play. Is that what happened? Redbirds had a lot of success on the ground against CSU, and that contributed to what was kind of a lopsided game. But that's, I think, for people as we start to transition you know, for football and as we have transitioned for everybody else into the summit and into the valley, these are the type of teams I think that UND is now going to be playing with and against on a week-by-week basis. These are these are kind of teams that have the capability of doing this. Not that the Big Sky was not. I mean, obviously, there are Eastern Washington has had big FBS wins. You see some of the some of the results over there is Montana, Montana. So those those schools have had success. It just feels like it a little right bit, now a little it, bit though. But but yeah. but I'd say though not to the extent of no, the no because I I think with the initial piece uh, having seen a, a number of those games, you have to be able to handle the line play first and foremost in those games it, it yes if you have great weapons and all that stuff you could potentially spread spread out spread it out get it out of your hand fast all that kind of stuff but the reality of it is if you can go into a game and actually have the upper hand on line play and my here i'm just reading the st- score my guess is illinois state had the upper hand on line play if that's the case you got a shot in a game and i think that's where the missouri valley um, it, it has been so successful in those particular games. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a, a, a nice win for sure. And, uh, you know, nice, good, good win for the FCS. And I, I'm not sure how many wins they're, they're at with the FBS right now, but it's maybe 10-11. Yeah, like yeah it's, 10, it's been success, I think. Yet maybe they haven't quite had, like, maybe the big signature Power 5 win that really grabs the national spotlight like they've had at different years. But it's been another successful year of playing up and – and picking off a couple teams. That Although the, the game that was surprising that I, I, I did see was uh, just a former FCS school, Old Dominion, beating Virginia Tech. Yeah. That was an interesting game. A ranked Virginia Tech team. 13th. Too. I mean, yeah. I, and again, whatever the rankings are, it's still in September because I think you end up knowing maybe what kind of teams, uh, you know, teams are maybe mid-October-ish, right? Somewhere in that range. But that was that was surprising. Yeah, it just goes to show. I mean, if you've you got to go play any any game. And you go play. This has been the theme of today. You got to go <laughs> just, play. You never know. That's why you play games. Yep. That's why you play these football games and any, any sport. And I appreciate folks pained. I mean, we were all pained. I mean, and, and I think that's why we get in this because we love it. And uh, um, you know, you're alive. You know, you're human. I mean, and uh, you know, sadly, we 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 found emotions on Saturday that we probably would prefer not to have knowing we're human, but just part of it. But our guys are resilient. And in, in, in a lot of ways, it's how you respond. So it's, it's, it's time to respond.
Anything else going on in your world, Bill? Big picture type things. It's kind of one of those funny points in the year where the, the year has started. You've kind of got the wheels going. There's not a lot of policy change going on no, right now. No, no, no. I think we're yeah. good. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're just you're in that um, juggle mode a little bit, and you know, hockey's about to 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 start, and so you know, I I think when you're at a hockey school, and again, maybe half uh, half in Division One, you know, the rest are you know Division Twos and Threes that are in Division One hockey, but that just umbrellas everything that's sort of going on because of their season, so it starts soon and it ends after basketball. And so it encompasses really the whole year. And so you're in kind of a juggle mode, if you will. And so uh, um, I think that's what our staff is doing right now. I think, you know, you take it, you, you pick your spots a little bit and you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a long, it's, it's not a sprint. So it's a long <laughs> marathon. So everyone's got to, you know, make sure that that, you know, they, they take care of themselves and, uh, and, and know that they're going to be bouncing from event to event. And again, just a just a reminder to, to all of our fans, you know, our, our staffs are same, same people are the ones doing all those events. And so, uh, you know, when you do see them, uh, you know, tell them, tell them th- thank you. And uh, they're doing a great job. Yeah, and when you look at the schedule and you see some of the doubleheader dates that are coming up, specifically opening weekend for hockey is the same day as the big Montana home football game. Yeah, and it's the, as you said, it's the same people that are going to be at the Alaris at 1 o'clock with the Grizzly game and then swinging across town for Bemidji State at 7. It's not like we have a completely separate staff for these two things. No, it's no. it's and, a and, lot you know, of work to make we, these things go. We choose it, right? Yeah, so for we've sure. we've we've chosen it. So I that the, so there's it's just a uh, I'm I'm just cognizant of it and I'm uh, appreciative of the what the job our, our folks do do and uh but we're we're all in. We're ready to roll. I mean, it's it's game on and uh yeah, it's uh it's um it's exciting and uh like I said, at, you know, leaving the Alaris on Saturday, I I saw some disappointed faces and you know, um and we probably count us on, on on as part of that to some degree but again as i left uh, u.s bank stadium yesterday <laughs> and the same thing was the case you just you know what that's kind of the reason why on the other side I, I watched a little pocket of buffalo bill fans and they couldn't have been any more euphoric you know and that's kind of why you you do what you do good for them good for those bills fans yeah, I know. good for those good for those Bengals fans <laughs> yeah but i have a little lift in your step um great that you mentioned hockey because next week at this time we will be over at the ralph getting ready for Hockey Media Day, early yes. October the 1st. It's crazy. All that stuff is happening. So a lot more hockey talk on this podcast next week and in the weeks to come with the exhibition season starting on October the 6th against Manitoba. And then the regular season starts the week after. A short exhibition season yes. in the world of NCAA hockey. But uh, looking forward to getting with uh, Brad Berry and talking about all those types of things Should be great. in the weeks to come. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to flip to the B side. Yep. Let's flip it over. Um, let's, let's start positive. Red Sox clinching the AL East title, third straight. A good series with Cleveland. It was fun watching some of those games. They were on national TV a lot this past week. It's funny to see, like, all you know, it's it's the B team is out there. It basically, they're giving the, all these guys have a chance to rest. Mookie Betts is like just have had a headset on for most of the game, just talking with the guys upstairs on the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball broadcast. It's um, it's funny. October is right around next week. October playoff, the wild card playoff games are the second and the third. And it's sort of we're just sort of have been in this cruise mode for a long, long time. It's it's just a weird it's a, little, it's a, it's little, a weird spot to be in. Right yeah, now. and I I'm you know you'll look back and say hey I'd rather have the rest. I mean there's no doubt about it. So uh, so that's good. But I don't think they start until October fifth. Yeah, that, yeah, well. not yet because yeah, wild cards will be that the days before, and so so it's a week from Friday. It's a week. It's another so, week away. So they're gonna have to pitch sale twice, I think this week would be my guess. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, cause they're going to have then five days, right? 
I believe that's how yeah. it's going to shake so, out. So, yeah. so they're just going to have to, you know, think that through. And again, not that they can't have side sessions and all that simulated stuff. games, all that. Yeah. Yep. So who knows? I, I just think, um, you know, I think Evaldi will, will go to the pen. I think that'll give us another arm down there. And, um, yeah, I mean, if there's a, if there's a spot that's weak right now, it feels like it's the bullpen. I mean, that's what it feels like. And, you know, so, you know, I, Joe Kelly sometimes can be a little bit of a roller coaster and, you know, he's just, uh, I mean, he, he can be unbelievable and hittable at times. Matt Barnes, I'm not sure. And, you know, but that's, you know, those are uh, 105 win problems, I guess. Those huh? are, those those are, are champagne problems for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. What's your confidence level right now? Just in terms of like going through, being able to get out of the first round, make it to the ALCS, make it to I don't know. The, I, think, what, what, I, think, I think, okay. I mean, I, you know, you just never know. I think, if they end up playing the Yankees, the Yankees will be playing very loose. They they've got nothing. Although, did I hear Gregorius might be done for the year? Oh, I did not. I did yeah, not hear that. I, I think I heard well, that. That'd be a big loss. I don't know. I mean, I think something happened. Maybe wrist. I could could be wrong, but um, I, I didn't look that up today. Um, so knock uh, on wood. Hope that's. We'll see how sure that all goes. Um, <laughs> we are on the B side. It's all good. Yeah. So the uh, I don't know. No I, will will Didi. No will will. But. I think the. Um, I think we'll be okay. I, I, I think we get to the, I, at worst, I think we get to, to the ALCS. And then, I don't know, Houston's really good. Houston's really good. They scare me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's the thing, though. You got, I mean, if you want to be the best, you, you're you not, it's them. not going to be easy. You, you no. have to beat really good teams to be that's a World right. Series champ. So should that's be right. fun. That'll, that'll be a good time. I'm excited for October. Yep. Um, one of the things that we have been going back and forth on, obviously this NFL stuff, Steelers play tonight. So when you listen to this, you'll know if they beat the Bucks and are now one and two, or if they do not win in Tampa Bay and fall to zero and three. I can't really talk though because the Pats have already shown that they're not very good this season with a tough defeat, a, a bad, a bad, bad loss last September. night. September. It's early, but yeah, they, they just they've got their. Um about them I, I i wouldn't be worried about them they'll figure it out to some degree that they, they get edelman back that'll yeah. make a big yeah. difference i mean i there's a and again i'm i'm not sure what josh gordon will or won't do for them but but edelman will make a big difference and and once they kind of get that going then it almost kind of seems like they get moving a little bit i mean they can reel off 10 straight wins and so i i, I don't know but the, yeah that was an, a kind of a weird loss last night but the nfl is just you just never know you know if uh the steelers end up getting it done in tampa tonight then you know then it's like the afc is a weird group right now you could kind of go like this and throw them down there and you know kansas city I guess is maybe one of the better teams, but defensively they're, they're not all that great either. And so uh, I don't know if anyone has fear going into Kansas city per se. I mean, I think the team you want to avoid is going into Foxborough. I mean, that's just what has traditionally been the case. Yeah. They, uh, they did not look very good last night. It felt like a game where Bill Belichick was just saying, you know what, Matt, Patricia, here's a win here. Yeah. You can have (laughs) one for old time's sake. We're just going to throw this one. Just good for you. Take, take your win. But, um, you mentioned Josh Gordon, and I wanted to ask you about this. From just a big-picture standpoint, obviously he's a very talented guy who had an unbelievable start to his career but has really not played football in about four years. He's, I, they had a graphic last night. I mean, he was suspended all of 2014, all of 2015, I think the majority of 2016, and the majority of 2017. So it's four straight years where because of substance abuse issues that he's not been able to play. Would you take a chance on someone like that given the Patriots situation right now, is that something, or anybody's situation? That is a good question. I, Where do you, you know, stand on that? I do think every situation's its own. I do. Um, I think that, 
if you have a uh, team program culture that can handle it, probably this is the best situation for Josh Gordon would be my guess. Hopefully the, the, the program or the, 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 uh, um, the actual team is strong enough to, to help him keep himself accountable. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think, you know, the Patriots have done a, um, you know, they, they've brought in some guys at times and then just moved them right along if it didn't work out. So it almost seems like a, it seems like a, a win-win on both sides. I think they, in some ways, both need each other right now. Probably bit. Josh Gordon needs the Patriots more, but they do kind of need each other because if he's good enough, I mean, he's a great player, but uh, um, I, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you're talking to a, team, a guy that I, I'm not sure I like my team too much. I don't like the Steelers <laughs> that much. I, I've said that too. I, I, it was funny. I was listening to a pod the other day. Rosillo did his pod, and he, he, he did this big long rant on the Steelers and their fans and 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 said after doing you know nine years of national radio he just said I came to really respect the Steeler fans as, as much as it, it could irritate some people or whatever they're a pretty knowledgeable group and it was funny I I shared that with my son and I said because I've been saying for the last year and a half it is hard to walk, root for these guys it is hard to root for them and they continue to make it hard for you know but it's my team so I got to keep going but you know if they end up trading Le'Veon Bell I, I'm good with it go 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 strong statements go well Go, I'm he's, done. He's probably going to be gone at the end of the season I'm anyway. I'm done. So. I'm done. Well, as a James Conner fantasy owner, I suppose I'd be okay with that. I yeah, guess. But, I mean, I, yeah. I, just, I just think you're just at a point in time where, you know what, the team needs to come first a little bit, and, and I hope he gets whatever he deserves to get. I mean, I'm, that's, that's great, but the reality of it is it is just a circus. I mean, it's a, they, there's more off-field stuff going on. It's just tiring. I just get, get done. I don't even read it anymore. I just watch the three hours, mute the thing, <laughs> look at it, and then I'm done. Uh, but standing by your team, though. Have to. Have to. One club, one team, one life, all that good stuff. One club for life, right? Isn't that what the saying yep. is? Yeah, change the way you play defense against the Patriots would be nice. <laughs> Start there. Uh, well, speaking of, of Bill Chaves' teams and clubs, uh, Spurs, we'll, we'll touch on this quickly and then we'll get you out of here. But um, Kind of a good, bad week. You, you lost a Champions League match early in the week on Tuesday, a two to, tough, tough, heartbreaking loss to enter. Two to one, you're up by one nothing. It was in the 86th minute or 85th minute. Gave up a couple of goals to let three points slip away. Had the uh, had the game cast on, not the actual feed. I, I don't belong to the Bleacher Report deal, which I, that's a whole other story that that you'd have to figure out. But um, but yeah, I mean to lose to lose really in the last seven minutes. Really, I think that's what ultimately happened. Now, can they regroup and come back? And all sure they can. I mean I, that that's fine. But that was a bad loss. That's bad. The 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 thing was funny then on. This past weekend, they ended up getting back on the beam a little bit, getting a away win, but played their third goalie. I saw that. Yeah. Not, I think Vorm's done. Yeah. He, he uh, gave up that goal. I'm telling you. They, <laughs> they did not like that goal. I don't know a lot, but that ball went through his hands, and I'm just saying it would have been nice to stop it. Yeah. Bill Chaves is a man who will stand by his team, but if you're a goaltender that's not performing and doesn't have a history, you can go by the wayside. Well, he could... They could revert. They he could go to number three. Sure, and that's okay. I mean, they probably need him during practice and those types of things, <laughs> which is okay. But I'm just don't need him in the actual match. And so uh, um, maybe Larice could come back too. 
So, so you know, they're, they're still down. I mean, Delhi, Delhi hasn't played in a while. Larice hasn't played. So who knows what's going to happen in that group play? And your Liverpool keeps on rolling. We keep rolling, yeah. Uh, but we'll finish with Spurs for a sec. So you mentioned the win. A big 2-1 road win at Brighton, who's kind of been a pesky team and yep. beat Man United earlier this season. That stopped a run of three straight defeats. Now you get a chance to get better. Watford, who's playing well, but you get them in the League Cup. And then Huddersfield on Saturday, who's just kind of a, a, a mess right now. Well, we need them to be a mess. My question is, uh, so, so answer me this question. Uh, it, it, and this is again for if if you didn't know this out there, Alex is is certainly at 401, 501 class, and I'm somewhere between 201, somewhere in that range. Do we really want to win this week? Do we want to win that match, or do we rather just bow out of it? Okay, most of the time. So again, League Cup, and we've touched on this in the pod before. This is another one of those. This is like the conference tournament. Basically, the League Cup, sort of, in which you know it's not a, it's not a competition that really matters. It's a tournament that's spread out throughout the season amongst teams from the top league in England. But it's not all the, the way FA. Down. It's it not the, the FA Cup. This is a separate one. This yeah. is this is like, gosh, I don't know. This is like the Great Alaska Shootout, basically, if you yeah. want to compare it to college basketball terms. It doesn't really matter yet. It does matter if you win it. It's a trophy that you can put in your trophy case. Yeah. And the last time I checked, Spurs have not won anything in a decade. For a, it's been a, it's been a while. Yep, it's been a long time. So, at this point in the Spurs season, I think you maybe just play the second team and you just go out. And Watford's playing well right now, and you maybe just say, you know what, we don't need another competition to be involved in. We're already fighting on four fronts. Ask anybody. You don't want to have a four-front fight, and that's yeah. where they're involved in. Liverpool, very much the same way. They have Chelsea this week in the League Cup. I would be just fine if we just let that one go because they have to play Chelsea again at the weekend in the league, and that's the one you want to win. So if I was a Spurs guy and they trotted out the second team, I would not feel bad at all. At the same time, if you win this match and all of a sudden you start getting deep in that competition – then you have to make choices. Then you got to make choices, and it'd be sure nice to have some silverware at the end of the season. I would, I, I would agree with all that, and I, I just think whoever needs to have, how should I say, the Harry Winkses of the world that need to probably play ninety minutes should play ninety minutes tomorrow. Yeah, and and, I, and, and whatever happens, happens. And I would maybe give Harry Kane a rest. I would agree with I would that maybe too. Give Harry Put the, Lucas the Mora. I mean, and yeah. I did some sort of podcast last night, and they were saying how he probably is a little bit better as the sole attacker up front. Sure, instead of being in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. He just can go where he needs to go. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? Well, I, I think this week it's always um, interesting when we uh, you have these cups that are just in the middle, and i just trying to figure it all out, but it's all good. <laughs> well, and the final house cleaning note, we had a bet last week that we didn't get a chance to cash in, and we're, we're going to do that today. Liverpool, again, beating Spurs a week ago, and we had mentioned that the winner was going to have to wear a piece of memorabilia or, or some kind of apparel or paraphernalia, whatever. And uh, and I've brought a couple things. I'm sporting right now a Liverpool jersey, and I've brought a, uh, a scarf and a jacket for Bill so he can join in. Now, David will take a photo. I'll put it on. <laughs> it's all good. And then um, can't wear it that long because I've got 11 minutes to get to to the president meeting. So, I, I, I mean, not to I say... I think you and President you know, Kennedy, I think you'd appreciate this. I think this know, is a good look. I mean, that's just interesting. We'll put that on. I see <laughs> Logan would like this a whole lot, <laughs> right? And so, it's cold today. It's a cold day. It's a cold day. Gotta so, want that jacket, Phil. You know, then I'll just have to be very sad because <laughs> Liverpool, because at some point in time, this would be the look. At the end, there you right? go. whatever the end is. <laughs> well, You're a good sport. Hey, John Henry has uh, has had a heck of a year. 
hasn't he? It's been a good start. I and mean, it's, yeah. I mean, between, between going to the Red champion, Sox and, well, yes, in the go, yep. getting to the Champions League, I, I've been impressed with Liverpool. Has something's happened with them, and obviously it could be Klopp. I mean, they, they've been really good, right? Yeah, they've been. He's been fantastic. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. Well, hey, this is good gear. I don't have as much gear. I just got the hats right now. Phil's already I'm Phil's already taken off the scarf, and that lasted about five seconds. Yep, I did what I had to do. <laughs> now, if I had to wear it for the whole pod, I'll wear it for the whole pod. There you go. We just wanted the photo opportunity. So, All right. well, Sounds that's probably good. a good time to break away. Sounds good. Final parting thoughts, Bill? Nope, I'm good. Perfect. Well, there you go. Perfect. Hey, for Bill Shaves, for David Polsky, I'm Alex Seinert. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week.